Welcome to the Design of Communication podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Keeling, and this podcast is about how you can become a confident communicator as a design, tech, or creative professional. Sharing career strategies, language tips and insights, and communication techniques to become a powerful communicator and excel in your career and reach a new level of confidence in English. It happens pretty instantly. Not only do first impressions count, but they last. We only get one chance to make a great first impression. And according to research, That window is very small. Most people make the first impression, the first judgment, within the first seven seconds of meeting you. And the details that someone takes in about you all factor into how you are perceived and the overall impression that you give. And we tend to be very quick to make judgments. And sometimes we only have one real chance to make it count. I think about the times in the past when I've had job interviews or I've interviewed people or perhaps I've met a potential client on a video call or I'm introduced to someone at an event and I'm not likely going to meet them again. And sometimes we only get that one chance to make it count. And if we do meet them again, it can be hard to shake that first impression, especially if that first impression hasn't been a good one. And no matter how open-minded we are, we don't always want to judge someone before we get to know them. But sometimes we just get bad vibes. And there are times when people have bad days. I remember when I was working as an academic manager for a training company. And at the time, I had to carry out some job interviews for different positions. And the interviews took place on this particular day in a coffee shop. And I had two interviews that day. And the interview wasn't a very long interview. It was scheduled for around 25, 30 minutes. And I had some time in between before the second interview, the first interview and then the second one. There was around an hour wait between them. And for the first interview, I arrived. Of course, that was early. It's a British custom to arrive early. And I remember waiting outside. The interview was at 10.30 in the morning. So I was waiting at around 20 minutes past 10. I was around 10 minutes early. And in British culture, if you have a formal meeting or an interview scheduled, you better be early. That even includes the person who is giving the interview and if you are going to an interview. It's custom to arrive at least, I would say, five minutes early in these kind of situations. Five to 10 minutes early is good practice. In virtual meetings, I would say 
it's slightly different, especially now we can be more forgiving these days for not being early or even exactly on time. But this was a few years ago. Informal situations, especially interviews, it's not just about being on time, but being early. At least being on time is very important when making a first impression in the UK. So it's around 10.27 and I decided to go inside, find a table, order a coffee. It's 10.30, still no sign. And remember, if you're on time, you're starting to get late. And finally, a few minutes later, the candidate comes in the door and she seemed very flustered. Her cheeks were red. It looked like she was slightly sweating. I can't remember if it was raining that day, but I'm, maybe she had her umbrella. She was just very rushed and almost panicked, but relieved. She seemed happy to see me and she was smiling and she seemed friendly. She was dressed quite well, despite being late and despite the rain. And she wasn't rude, but she didn't apologize for being delayed. Which again, it might not seem like she was late. And for some cultures, she would be perfectly on time. I know being five minutes late is pretty acceptable. But if you are late in the UK and you want to make a good impression, sometimes we can't help but be late. And it's essential when you are, and that happens, to apologize. And even say, you know, you got lost, you couldn't find your way, or apologize for the bad traffic, or some kind of delay, and especially if it's not your fault. It is expected that if you arrive late, you're going to apologize for it. Even if you're on time, um, I know when I've interviewed other people or for myself, I will apologize. Oh, sorry for the delay. And I'm perfectly on time. So she arrives, she sits down, and then she asks to go to the bathroom. She said, before we start, can I just pop to the bathroom? Can I just go to the bathroom? Okay, sure. No worries. And on a side note, having an interview in a coffee shop wasn't ideal. It wasn't an ideal situation. It's quite unusual. It didn't happen very often. In fact, I remember the office had some renovations and we weren't able to go there. But it was a quiet place and there were only around one or two people in the whole shop. So it was quite private. She came back. She got settled and we started the interview. And she was very optimistic. She showed enthusiasm and had potential as a candidate overall. But the first impression of her was that she was flustered. She was not very organized. And personally, I like to get to know someone before making judgments, to understand them at a deeper level. And some first impressions can be misleading. Sometimes we're just having a bad day. There's traffic, delays, all kinds of things can happen in our life, just like the candidate for this interview. And it's not that she made a bad first impression. It could have been much worse, for sure. But it wasn't necessarily a good one either. And there were certain things that she could have done to make it an even better first impression. 
First impressions can stick. First impressions are an almost instant conclusion that we make of the person that we're meeting. And it can be the little details like their facial expression. Are they smiling? It can be their voice and the tone. Are they speaking really fast? Are they really nervous? It can be their posture and how they position themselves. Is their back straight? Are they slouching and laying almost like they are in their home relaxing after a very long day at work? It can also be how they dress. And in some cultures, how they dress is an even bigger part. Um, I was speaking not too long ago with some clients from Colombia and also from Mexico. And how you dress is a huge part of the impression that you give. And that is the case for sure in, in most cultures and most countries. But it's not always the number one thing. Another part of that is also the enthusiasm. And are they interested or distracted in that conversation with you? And sometimes it's not necessarily with you, but how they may be interacting with other people. For example, you can, let's say you go on a date with someone and they're interacting with you. The first impression towards you is a good one. But then they may speak to the waiter and the way they're interacting with them could be slightly rude. That first impression isn't a good one. In this week's episode, I'm sharing five ways that you can make a great first impression. When we meet someone for the first time, we are scanning the situation. And this isn't necessarily consciously. But we're scanning for different social threats. Our brain is protecting us. It's thinking, is this someone we can trust? And we're using all of our lifetime knowledge and experience for that moment that we're meeting them. And we make those impressions quickly when we first meet them, which is why we want to find ways to connect and build trust and make a good impression and prepare for this. As I've said, there's a lot of factors involved when it comes to making a first impression. It's our behavior, our personal presentation and our appearance, our gestures. Do they shake your hand? And if they shake your hand, is it a firm handshake or is it limp and lackluster without any enthusiasm. Even the greeting, the word that we use when we first meet the person, what we're saying, thinking back to the situation that I shared, it wasn't any of those things exactly. It was her lack of preparedness. And that's the first point that I want to share. Maybe it's unfair to say that she was completely unprepared, but she walked through the door and came across as very rushed. It didn't give the impression that she was prepared. Being prepared also means having time to think about what you're going to say. For example, if you meet a potential client, have you taken time to do some research about who they are? 
what you can discuss with them. Even something small like, do you remember their name or a small detail about them? And this all adds to the overall impression. Taking some time to research and prepare doesn't necessarily need to take a long time, but when you do, it can go a long way. And the next issue and the next point was punctuality. And it ties in well with preparation. And for many, arriving on time is the same as being late, especially when it comes to British culture. And I've spoken before in other episodes how important it is to be polite. It's very common to apologize, even if you aren't late. A lot of the times, people won't tell you that being late is necessarily a problem, unless it happens at work and you're constantly late to meet a client or you're constantly late when you arrive at work in the morning. And you can get in some serious trouble for being late, especially when it comes to your job. But in the UK, people won't directly say anything to you. But it's going to build that impression that if you are late, you're an unreliable person. You aren't very serious and you don't really care. And that could be completely false. You could be a very reliable person, very serious and conscientious, and you do care about your job. So a way to counter that is to account for any potential delays that may come up, especially if you have a formal meeting or an interview. I don't know why that lady was late for the interview that day. And she could have had a good reason, like I said. But one small difference would be if she apologized and maybe made an explanation of why she was late. Could have made a little bit of difference in the overall impression. Being on time shows that you respect other people's time. And the next point and the next way to make a great first impression is by being yourself, being authentic. And being authentic is going to help you when it comes to building trust. And a lot of being authentic comes down to accepting and embracing who you are and being respectful of others. And one of the best ways of showing respect in your communication is by showing genuine interest in the person. And there's no doubt that we like people who like us. And if we can identify with others and understand them as people, we are much more likely to want to do business with them or be friends with them. People notice when we aren't being truthful and when we aren't being honest and sincere. When you look at someone in the eye or if you're avoiding eye contact, Avoiding eye contact gives the impression that you aren't an honest person, you aren't sharing honest information, and that you aren't truthful or authentic. It can also come across in some ways that you are distracted or not really interested. This doesn't just happen face to face in real life, but also when you're speaking to someone on a video call or a video conference. You want to make an effort to look at the person 
and look at the camera because when you do this, it shows that you're engaged and you're interested. And we can also show genuine interest by asking questions. What do you think about this? Have you ever tried this before? Our tone of voice matters, but asking questions opens the communication. You're showing interest in their lives and who they are, going back to that point of they're a person and acknowledging that. Just as importantly, we need to be open about ourselves to help the other person understand that we are relatable. And communication isn't just a one-way street. It doesn't mean being open and sharing every detail about your life. But what is some common ground or shared interest that you can talk about? Now, for me, the next point is probably one of the most important, at least in my opinion. Okay, they're all very important, but it's your attitude. And someone with a good and positive attitude is usually enthusiastic and respectful and humble. And no matter how much preparation you've done, or if you're on time and punctual, if you have a bad attitude, then it's going to ruin the first impression. Your attitude doesn't come across in your body language. It's definitely a part of it. But the words that you choose and the topics that you're talking about, as well as your tone of voice, and you can come across as more positive by being more joyful, which means smiling more, smiling more when you're speaking. And another part of that is being grateful. And you can show that you're grateful by saying things like, it has been so nice to meet you. I appreciate our conversation today. I look forward to staying in touch and seeing you around. I look forward to staying in touch and seeing you around. The positivity is coming from my voice in that intonation of going up. So I look forward to staying in touch and seeing you around. It's the energy that's coming through. I'm smiling. If you could see, I have my, my cheeks are, are wide, they're almost touching my ears when I'm speaking. But in saying this, whatever you do, make sure it is convincing and it's genuine because there's nothing worse <laughs> than false enthusiasm. And our attitude can come across in the comments that you make. And that's not just by being enthusiastic, but if you are negative, if you're saying how terrible it is to work at your company, I've had such a bad day, or how you dislike your boss and you're so annoyed at your friend, it can make the listener quite wary and think if they are saying these negative things about their life and their friends and their boss, then what are they going to say about me? And that's why the topics that you choose to talk about are also important and they add to that overall impression that you're making. Finally, people remember how you make them feel. 
when you think about a positive impression, it's about creating a good feeling. And we can do this by listening carefully to others through the other points that I've mentioned, through communicating in a positive way, our enthusiasm and our respect. It doesn't mean we need to go above and beyond every single time we meet someone. That would probably be quite tiring. But showing that you're treating the other person as an individual, that they're important. When the other person is talking about themselves, we need to listen carefully and show that we're listening. A nice way to do that is to remember something that they say. Remember what they say so the next time you meet them, you can ask them about it. It can be remembering their name. That's always very helpful. But even small details and touches, if they mention a hobby that they like or you find something in common with them, it can help build a positive connection between you. So show that you're dealing with them as a person. And a little genuine kindness can go a long way. Whenever the other person is kind to you, always make sure to say thank you. And it might seem like a tiny detail and probably an obvious one, but it can make all the difference. To recap, to make a great first impression, these are the five points that you can focus on. And the first is punctuality. Being on time is a big part of our first impression. Are you prepared? Did you take some time to research? And do you care? Are you interested? The next is authenticity and being genuine, being open, being yourself. And then it's attitude. It's your positivity and your outlook. And finally, it's how you make others feel. If you're unsure how you can make a great impression, and that could be as a professional, and you want to build better connections with others, maybe you're feeling a little nervous or shy when you meet someone for the first time, and you want to know how you can build your communication skills and feel more comfortable, confident, and authentic when using English then don't hesitate to reach out. You can find me on Instagram as Fluent Speakers and on LinkedIn as Gemma Keeling. And I love hearing from you and having conversations with you and guiding you. You've got this, my friend. for listening to the design of communication if you have enjoyed today's episode and listening to the design of communication podcast then please follow us on spotify google and apple podcasts and share the link with a friend or colleague who will benefit any questions you might have feel free to send them my way i love hearing from you thank you so much see you next week